Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about, he has titled it, End of the Line RPGs. When those RPGs are going out of print. <laughs> Which is a very sad thing for Saul. It's okay. It just makes my, my library more valuable. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at, uh, I was going on Facebook, internet stuff, and Modifius is selling out their Mutant Chronicles 4th edition books. Are you sure someone didn't tell you in an email? Also, Morgan did tell me in an email. Thank you. Yes. But I had seen the thing before, too. And I'm like, and I, they, they have sales all the time, right? Modifius. They've had, in fact, right now, they're having a summer sale on the, different this and that. So a lot of people do that on, on a lot of companies do that during the, during the summer or whenever. You know, they'll have an autumn. Summer, sale, winter. Whatever they want. Spring, right? fall. Right. Uh, they don't, but anyway, so... I go oh, uh, check up, and but the prices were like completely slashed, right? I bought a large core book, which is probably probably went on sale for sixty bucks, and I bought it for like forty bucks, well, not on sale or when it was slightly discounted, but it was six dollars, like a four hundred page core book. Did you buy more of them? Well, I bought one for Morgan, and I bought one for whoever else, Bay or Shannon, and Bay decided to take it, so. <laughs> But I, I weasel that they have to run at least one adventure for me. So, ching. So what was it? so just because it was on sale you bought it, or because it was going out of print? Right. So I don't really know, but you don't know that it's going out of print. I'm pretty sure it is because well, that's what I read, and I don't remember the source, which I don't. This is a problem why I didn't want to say it. But I heard rumors that they're losing the license to publish it. So. Anytime you lose a license, there's a certain date by which after that you cannot legally sell the books anymore. Oh, so they put it on really big sale to... Right, they to, need to empty these warehouses. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. Otherwise, what, I don't know what they can do. Uh, give them away? I don't know. I guess. I don't know. That's Although, weird. that would kind of be weird, right? <laughs> I don't even know what they can... I don't know legally what they can do. I you pay even, shipping and we'll give you the book. Yeah, I don't know how that, that probably wouldn't work. But anyway, so, so like... Uh, Twenty thirty dollar uh, books were for one twenty five, right? that's, so yeah, that's that's pretty steep discount. Uh, the same thing happened with the One Ring. I'll be going the back. I could be going back to Modifius uh, Chronicles, but with the One Ring, the the people holding the license lost the license. They were they were also gonna they were also working on a second edition. You bought extra books when that happened too, didn't you? No, I was not able to because I was too slow. You were too slow. Yes, because when I heard about it, I rushed to their to the to their website, <laughs> and everything was sold out. <laughs> but I thought you got somebody else those books. Uh, I only got them in the aftermarket. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, that was terrible. It was a, I was very bummed. But I think I own, I own own almost every book in the the first edition one ring. See, if you're Saul's friend and there's a game that he wants to play, he'll buy you a there's book. There's a chance he might get a book in, a, <laughs> so in the they, mail, in the post. As they so say. other people will uh, play Hopefully. with them. I have I have high hopes of my friends uh, running games for me. So back to Mutant Cross. So they have a complete line. There's I don't know how many books. They have about a good 15 to 20 books. So that's the like, core rule book plus adventures, uh, adventures and, and then they have and a, uh, monster manuals and stuff like that. I'm, I'm saying that, but what they have, they have, yeah, they have, well, because it's based on corporations. Okay. Yeah. Supplements. They're based on if, you know, white star and all these brow house and all these corporations. What's it called? 
Mutant Chronicles. Okay, fourth he, edition. I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to tell me what Mutant Chronicles is. So Mutant Chronicles is a uh, near future. Well, no, some near. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know how near it is, but it's a, it's a science fiction where we have colonized the the, the planet, uh, the planet, the moon, and we're expanding into the solar system. Uh, they call it Diesel Punk. Okay. Okay. So it was, it, this game was, uh, I guess, it first came out. Oh, as a, I don't know if it was a comic book first, but it was, it came out in the around the eighties. And whoever came up with this idea, they called it Diesel Punk because it was like kind of over the top, right? The, the, Did some, they had they just watched Mad Max or something? Yeah, because they really they have these things. Okay, for example, uh, shoulder pads. They're really into shoulder pads. <laughs> okay, that was definitely an eighties thing. <laughs> That shoulder pads. So in the game, the bigger the shoulder pads, the more armor you get. <laughs> okay. So and then basically everything's working going well except that corporations are owning everything, right? And then what happens is I think it's Pluto or one of the outer planets. The Pluto's planet. not a planet back any then longer. It was. Back yes, then it was. Yes. So there's a there's a exploration going on of the solar system. They land on the planet. I don't know if it's Pluto. It had to be Pluto because those ones are too big to land on, I think. Right? They're all like gas giants, so they have too high of a... Anyway. So they land on this planet. I don't know which one, but I'm pretty sure it's Pluto. And there's this like ancient artifact there or civilization building. And they go in and they touch this artifact. And this artifact is like filled with evil and they as soon as they touch it it zaps the whole solar system right and evil starts to spread and along with this evil things uh anything electrical starts to slowly not work anymore right so depending on what era of mutant chronicles you're playing in if you begin if you begin at the very beginning only you know like so wouldn't that be a problem for the people with the spaceship that just oh, landed yeah, on planet? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And and then nothing's heard of from that group again, right? They they're who knows what happens to them. <laughs> Obviously, they be, they were tainted with the evil. The people on Luna Colony slowly things start to to degrade and fall apart. So they 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 revert to more like older technology. This could be a problem for people on the moon. Yeah, I'm just saying. Cause yeah, but but anyway, no atmosphere. Well, well, they have you know a, what do you call it? A dome. A dome, right. And the dome is going to work no matter what. But like certain things inside the dome may not work. And so things start to degrade and stuff like that. As they figure out what's going as the people, as the, 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 universe. the universe finds out, the, people, the humans find out what's really going on. So basically this taint of evil goes out throughout the solar system. It also affects uh, electricity and electronics. And so as the electronics start to degrade, the evil starts getting bigger. It starts corrupting people and it starts doing things for its nefarious reasons of probably taking over the humanity and ending all life or something like that. So that's the world that you live in and uh, it's, it's an interesting, interesting setting. There was one movie called Mutant. It was based on Mutant Chronicles, but it's not really Mutant Chronicles. I mean, it's about mutants coming to. Uh, oh, that's why it's called Mutant Chronicles because this evil mutates people and become makes them mon the monster makes them into monsters. So that is Mutant Chronicles in Saul's brain. Uh, quick synopsis. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's very, it's very like over the top. Like I said, people like wearing these long coats with big shoulder pads and hats, stuff. hats, hats, hair, weird. So I don't know. You you touched your head. And I know. I couldn't, think of, I couldn't up, think so. of what. Yeah, they wear hats and they're. It's like this. It's this 
noir type of uh, yeah got uh, it uh high tech diesel and they call it diesel punk because the idea is that like going back to diesel gas powered machines that pumping out all kinds of i got it all kinds of black smoke and coal coal and yeah. stuff like okay. that so i can ma- imagine something like blade runner where so like, since I got you off track, let me get you back on track. So now they're selling this because you think they may be losing their life. Well, I'm pretty sure they so are. Right. they're selling it for really cheap. Right. So your question about it is, when is the end of the line for an RPG? Should you buy it? Right. Because someone might play it with you. Well, there's different reasons why you would buy it, right? And I, and I think uh, Shannon, one of my friends, he he says. The reason certain, certain people buy books, and he kind of uses it as a slight, I think, is is people just, uh, you're just a collector. You know, you don't really, like, play, you don't have... I don't see how that's a slight, but <laughs> I can well, I can see his point. Some you, don't, people, you, know, you don't, some collectors don't buy books because they ever intend to, to play. They just want to have them in their collection. Right, but I don't... I don't Isn't think there, in, in, that, in that movie, uh, <laughs> what was the movie that, the, the one... You got to give me more hints I'm, than you stare at me. Um, <laughs> any actor, any situation? The one with the the tree and the and the raccoon. Whoa, the tree and the raccoon. <laughs> Groot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where they went and yeah, he was collecting stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I think he was collecting for a reason. The collector he was called, wasn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, was, but you have a, a collection of books on your shelves that may or may never be seen again. Seen? No. I mean, on a table. Played. Oh, yeah. I have high hopes for almost everyone. <laughs> high hopes. So that makes you a collector. I do have. Oh, see, so th- there we go. So the the that's what we're getting to. So there's different reasons why you would buy an out of print book. One is because you're just interested in the in the book in the in the setting, right? Like, or you've been playing it since it came out, and you want to make sure that you have extra copies to give out to people. There's that, but also, like I said, uh, that's one person, right, who's actually going to play the game, wants to play the game, and thinks that, well, I'm going to give these to. They're my already playing the game, is what I'm oh, saying. Already, oh, yeah. There's that, but maybe you just your, your friends don't have the books or something, and right. this is a good way of doing it. Just give it to. Because if it's six dollars, I mean, you're going to buy some extras. Right, or you just buy extras, so you know you have plenty of of uh, copies copies around the well i can personally table. attest that when our um our pathfinder book we had what we had a pathfinder rule book and steve had a pathfinder rule book right and both of them totally were destroyed by the well, children going through them Saul so has them taped well, together tape. what yeah I'm just saying that yeah. they're, they're, that if you play a game enough, yes, that the especially apart. with kids or teenagers <laughs> or guys that want to look everything up five times a day, those books that? are going to get used and used up. Yeah, and you're going to need to buy new ones, which right. I think we've bought a couple already. Uh, Plus, you bought the the the, <laughs> the, the pocket the, versions. I thought they were cute. This reason I bought them. You can't read them, but that's okay. Oh, you can read them, not us, but <laughs> kids can read them. Uh, yeah, so there's that, right? You buy them because you're playing the game and you want extra copies before they go out of print. Right. And so the table or your table could have more. Because a lot of people don't like just PDFs. They like right. the actual book. And there's some people that go, well, you know, Saul already has the book. Why I could always borrow his version to look stuff up. And that does happen, right? When you, like you said, the Pathfinder book, 
has been taped. I think the Pathfinder had a book in binding problems anyway, but you're right. We used the heck out of that system and there were the, the they were boys, they were kids yeah. reading those books. So the bindings got real a real workout many times. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But I think our version is a slightly better condition than Steve's version. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you taped it up better. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great care in the taping though. So I can see, like, if you're if you're playing the game, that's what I was saying that oh, yeah. you would want to buy extra. Right, right, and that's a good reason it's, if it's going out of print. Right. Uh, another reason you would want it is even if you if you don't think about playing, let's say you don't have the book. You Sooner know. or later, someone's going to want it. Well, let's say you you're kind of interested in the setting, and so you, well, in case my friends might want to play, you'll buy the book. Right, because because the ultimately is the buying of the book now. Even if it was like slightly discounted, because a lot of people discount things as they try to get rid of them. Even if you discount them a little bit, you people are gonna try to are gonna buy it. Going well, if I kind of interested in that system, I want to or in that game, I want to buy it because you never know in the aftermarket or use or what you're gonna get, what or how much it's gonna cost, right? right? Because you know, people people think because it's out of print, it should be worth more. And sometimes that is true, but sometimes it's out of print for a reason, <laughs> right? Because like nobody bought the game because it sucked. And I and I and I don't, and this, in this case is that's not the case. In this case, is, that is not the case. It is the fact that they're losing the license, uh, or maybe they don't want to renew it. Whatever it, it costs to renew the license, whatever. So whatever that is, it's going out of print. So you have you have the person who is already playing. You have the person that's kind of interested in the game, and, and might want to play. And you have the collector, like, oh wow, this is a p- chance for me to buy the game, buy the book, brand new book in pristine condition. And I, you know, chances are, if I don't like the system, I could always sell it later on and make a little bit of money on it, which that does happen, unfortunately. I think those those are pretty good reasons of why you would want to buy a book that's going out of print. Okay. And I think the best, probably the best reason to is like the first one, you you're playing or you want to play, and uh, or my version is I want to play. I've had the book. I've played once or twice. I ran it once or twice, and I think if I give this book away to people, they'll look at it at the very least. And I know for for a fact that Morgan will look at it, read the rules, and. So will Bay and, and Bay. Shannon, I wasn't too sure of because he really has to be interested in what he's reading. But Bay and I think Morgan are just more curious in, it, in that sense. Going well, Saul's interested in this game. Let's give it a shot. See what it has. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll we'll see. It'll what, cost me four hours of my time, well, three hours to yeah. run the game. So I think that's a probably a very good reason to play it. Or the first reason is that you have you're running the game or playing the game, and you can give these out to your friends or you or your friends will buy them so they can have their own copy yeah. at the table and that's pretty good and i think that's a good reason and i think when 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 games go out of print it's kind of like to me it's kind of like sad right because like there's, there's less chances that new people will pick up that game right? well i don't know with kickstarter these days someone might decide that they want to they might get someone else might get the license and do a, a new version yeah but then then it probably won't have the same mechanics i understand well, the One Ring, there's a new version of it, right? Uh, second edition, yes. Yeah, and it's slight, it is, they slightly changed it, right, the rules. It still uses sort of the basic rules. So the, the original people who owned the, the, the rights. rights, Cubicle 7, were also working on the second edition. So when they lost the license for whatever reason, Cubicle 7, and they got it, and then 
freely got it. I don't know how much that of that second edition that they had been worked on even made it into their version because they basically because Cubicle Seven. I don't know. Is, is they, are they going to give them the all that work? They I doubt it. So Free League worked off the first edition, but it probably wasn't the same rules that that Cubicle Seven was working on. And I think Cubicle Seven was more uh, inclined to to keep second edition and first edition like uh, more similar for people to. Now I've heard lots of discussion on this. <laughs> And people, well, in email. Oh, yes, from us, yes. yes. We, well, we, people that play it yeah. and what they like about it, what they don't like about right. it, that kind of thing. So it's always interesting when there's the original one that you get used to playing, right. but then a new version comes out right. and you like certain things about it and you dislike certain things right. about it. Basically what I was, think, I was saying is that if Cubicle 7 had made the second edition, it'd probably be more, more not more... More consistent? More compatible and more consistent to the first edition. But you have a totally different company making it. And they're only... I guess the only advice that whoever owned the system, or I don't even know if they even gave them advice, but they probably didn't want to totally change the rules and come up with a totally different system. And like kick the first edition people to the curb i think they needed those people who played first edition to buy into their kickstarter and say okay we're not going to change it that much we're just you know it's going to be updated rules and they're like okay and it, it was it sold like nuts because people are nuts that's all there is to it <laughs> and it's token right it's a lot of you know there's things that sell on, on kickstarter anything cthulhu so anybody out there you can make anything anything cthulhu and it'll, it'll that's not a slight I'm just saying that because every time Saul says anything about Cthulhu, people tell us he's saying something bad. No, 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 no. But those people are crazy. They'll buy anything Cthulhu. Like and I said, that's not a slight. <laughs> They're rabid. No. <laughs> Stop. So, but, and probably anything with Middle Earth. But see, Middle Earth, you got to have the license. So that's pretty tough. Yeah. And Cthulhu, anybody can make Cthulhu because there's no license. The guy died, and I didn't keep the nobody kept the license to that. Well, so far I've only played in Shannon's game of of uh, the One Ring. Oh yeah, was it Shannon? That's the only one. You didn't play with anybody else. Oh no, I played with Shannon, and we were we made our characters, and we were in the in, the, in, in the, Bree in Bree, yeah. And and I I liked it. I I never wanted to play that game. These guys were bugging me for years, and I was like, literally, I don't. I didn't want. I like Tolkien, and I've read it, all of it, and I, I don't want to... You don't want to taint it with our shenanigans? I don't, want, <laughs> I, I, I don't really want to run into those people, right? Because I find that's like, you know, messing with the canon kind of thing. Uh, and terrible. But I like Shannon's game because it was... Um, we didn't meet any... Oh, well, we guess we did do... We did talk to Bilbo, but I didn't really consider him Bilbo at the time because even though they said he was Bilbo, I just went... Yeah. He was Shadow Bilbo. He was, yeah, he was not a... He was great, not, great Bilbo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was one of the reasons I, I never really wanted to play that game was because I... And I told, I told you guys that was that I don't like the idea of running into the... It's like a it's like a sacred thing to me, right? right. Like totally. I really like Tolkien, and I didn't want to run around in the world and mess stuff up. Well, which you, you know we kind of did when we ran into Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like it too much. So, 
Yeah, that that's because you're playing in Bree and the Shire, right? Yeah, right into, and that, and the, that adventure. I don't know. You don't it? need to. You don't need to sell it to me. No, I'm no, just telling I was you that. To remember, is that his own ver- his own adventure? Or was that a I think made? I I I don't know. I think it was pre made adventure. Yeah, I think it was. But it was very. It was. It was. It was a very Shannon game. I really. I I liked it. I liked yeah. the the all of the different things. Right about right. it. It, it was so so it was it was nice to play in the system with you guys that way because i think you would have liked even better with the the game that morgan not morgan that uh bay and me are running simply because only not that i'm slighting not that i'm slighting Dude. Shannon, but only because it's based in an area that is basically un uh, base, basically token only writes like a few passages in it and that's it so we're playing in a I, part of he, I told you you don't need to sell me on it. You're not I'm just run tell- into, you know Gandalf, and you're not going to run it. You could if you wanted, to, if the if the GM wanted you to, but you don't have to. So, and very unlikely that you would come across. The only one you, we come across all the time would be Radagast because and he when, lives out there. But see, even in in Shannon's game, because we were playing, were we playing first or second edition? I don't know. I think it was still first. first but you guys were talking about what was coming for the second edition about hope and stuff like that. Yes. Which was very interesting because you guys know the world and I don't. And you know the rules. The rules. I didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, that's interesting. Well, a lot of people have a problem playing in games that the canon is so like ingrained. Like it's sacred almost. You don't want to touch it. I understand that. I understand I don't agree with it, but they... I, I, you can kill Gandalf. I don't care. <laughs> See... You're so you're so wrong. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I would never let that happen. I would. I think it's interesting that uh, that people feel that way that they don't want to you know they, they don't want to play in that kind of world. Uh, at the same time, I know people who love Tolkien and want to play in that, but yeah. they want to experience it. Uh, I think Bay's a little bit better our uh, GM in that world than I am because he's more well-versed in that world i mean he's kind of read the cimmerillion so he knows all that that goofy stuff about the the three thousand years in the past where i'm more centered with the movies and the, just the lord of the rings part of it right you know i don't know about the valinar and who created the freaking uh what was that monster at the the big wing monster with the brig fire the balrog i don't know where he came from he was just a cool monster i thought you know supposedly he was made by some by sauron and his buddies or something this is where I say, anyway. <laughs> Some people are going to bring me mad at me. But no, I'm a little bit more versed in that. But anyway, I, I'm not a, as versed as Bay. So when when he makes something about, when he says something and he ties something else, he can tie it to. People don't look it up. Path. Yes. <laughs> are you sure that really happened? So out of print books, I think uh, if you really like the system, like we were talking about. Lord of, Lord of the Rings. We were talking about the One Ring. It was going out of out of print. I already had the book, so I didn't really need anything. But uh, a lot of people were rushing to buy them, and then you know I don't know why it ended as quick. I don't know if I had a lot of. I have more time now to, with Mutant Chronicles than I did with the One Ring because when I went to the Mutant with the One Ring, everything was sold out. Dice, every freaking accessory, and then it went out of print, and then you can't find them. And then and then I was looking for books online and uh, on ebay and they were like really crazy expensive and they got crazier expensive and crazier expensive so well so Saul, Saul and i were also talking about out of print books there's here in the bay area there's a lot of um 
Yes. Flea markets. Flea markets. Between the conventions and um, Game, Castle Game, Game Castle and other places. Game stores that have their little flea markets. So yeah. I know like the flea markets that we've gone to, Sal's bought whole systems and brought them home. Never seen them since. But that's okay. You can uh, see them right there. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it's interesting. He talks about eBay, and he was telling me that a lot of people only can find um, out-of-print books in places like that. or but, Online, yeah. But there's used bookstores and flea markets and stuff where people, somebody makes them sell their stuff, or somebody died and they sell all their stuff, right? and different things like that. So there's different ways besides just eBay to get. Right, right. I think uh, you're right. I think when uh, I uh, was thinking about that... I was trying not to think that everybody has the same opportunities to buy books that we do here in the Bay Area. And some people have, might have it better. But like you said, there's a game store group here, I don't know what you call it, chain, that has flea markets. They they open up their, their space and they sell tables and people come and sell their stuff, whatever that is, RPG related as RPG related. Uh, and board game and board related. Games, right? And comic book related. Yeah. So when you have that available, you could go, or, or the convention, the conventions usually have a night or a day or a At week. least our conventions. Saul, Saul tells me not to say all conventions because not all conventions. I don't know what other conventions do. Well, I think a, a He also tells me I'm spoiled to live here because there are conventions that have all these things. Right. And I, and I think that's true too because, like, depending on, on how much influence the dealer's rooms have, like, they don't want people there selling new stuff because it cuts into their. The I, idea I don't that, really think it does. Uh, well, well. Because you got. Because. I've seen the dealer room and I know it doesn't because people go in and buy the stuff they want. Right. Especially when there's books and, and board games there. These are gamers. That's what they want. So they do that. But the flea market, I think, is a is like a is like a cool thing for gamers because, you know, like like us, what you got Hacienda. Yeah. Which is a board game that we like. I don't know why, because everybody argues when we play it, but um, it's one of the ones that that we like. And you also bought at the other one, you bought a different a different game that we needed an extra copy of. Oh no, we bought what's it called? It? What's it? Is it? That's what we bought at. Oh my. <laughs> anyway, Istanbul. We bought Istanbul, <laughs> and it had the the expansion, which I didn't know there was an expansion for it. And it was like what ten bucks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a really and I got the out of print Stone Age for like fifteen dollars. Oh so that's a deal. That's a deal. But so so that's a totally different thing than a than the dealer's room. The flea market right. is because people buy a lot of games and then they feel realize that they're never going to get to play them or they don't like them or their friends don't like them right. anymore or right. whatever. And that happens with game books too. Like yeah, role playing games. Like well, I, I mean, I've got I've, I've gone. We've gone to Sal and Felipe will go to these. To whenever they go to a flea market, I'm like, I, I just walk away because Saul's going through the little bins of the little the, the little milk milk crates full of uh, of gaming books one at a time, and I'm like going. Mm. Every once in a while, I do things like I go, oh, hey, I see that. Didn't you want that? Or you need to look at that. And then he'll go, mm. and he'll either come back in with it, or he'll come back and he'll go, nah, that wasn't good. That wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> He wanted he wanted twenty dollars and I didn't want to give him twenty dollars. <laughs> well, I, I am cheap too, so I think Jolene. Yeah, I think you're right. We do have. I think I'm right that we do have a very good opportunities to buy used stuff here in the Bay Area, and I think almost any 
larger metropolitan area does has the same thing. Probably LA has the same thing, especially if there's a used bookstores. Now used bookstores used to be real bargains, but then they're hooked up to the internet thing and they kind of can look up prices. Well, Saul loves to go to the, our, we, it's called Recycle Books. Yes. And there's there's two of them here in our area. And he used to love going because every once in a while someone's girlfriend made him get rid of their whole gaming collection. Did, or someone why did, died. Why did you say it could be somebody's boyfriend? No, you said <laughs> it. He, he looks and he goes, he goes, look, Jolene, Somebody made their made their boyfriend get rid of all their books. I think the the only okay, there's a, been a couple of instances that has happened. One was there was a whole collection of uh, of hero, and it was like a huge collection of hero books. Now I'm not into hero, so I didn't buy any of them. But I was I felt kind of sad. He did. He, he was like, I feel so bad for this guy. I'm all well. Maybe he died. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> so then there's another one. Uh, it was Vampire the Masquerade. It was like all these White Wolf books were up on the shelf. Now, I didn't buy any because I'm not into White Wolf. And another time it was Call Cthulhu. Somebody had sold their Call Cthulhu uh, collection. And so you find these at, at this local. It's random, right? Yeah. It's just random what, what's What there. they buy and yeah. when they sell. What they buy for when they buy it. So I think it's pretty interesting that we have that opportunity to buy out-of-print books. But not everybody does. As We have a good opportunity to buy out-of-print books at at the game game conventions when they have a flea market or a game store when they have a flea market. And I think it's pretty cool, but other people don't, right? Other people don't have a game store in their town or it's very small or it's Target, right? So, you know, that buying new stuff doesn't happen or there's no convention in your town. And so that doesn't happen. So a lot of people are, are stuck with just going on the internet and hoping to buy something. But I've done that. I bought like when, even when the run one ring was out of print, the first edition, I would see somebody selling that pretty cheap. And I go, oh, yeah, I, I bought that for 30 bucks, And I put my bid in, and I won. And it just had to be timing. Though, and nobody was looking for that thing. And I did. So it does happen. You can get lucky. Not as often as you used to because they have all kinds of bots and stuff. But I think it's pretty cool. Like I said, we're pretty lucky. So buying out-of-print books uh, for me is like I remember a while ago before the pandemic, there was a, a flea market sale. And somebody was selling their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. And I'm like, oh, like the whole collection, the After the Bomb and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I already have the book. Do I really need it? And um, it was super cheap. Um, I forget how much you want for this stuff. But I'm like, eh. And the only reason I would have bought it was so I could sell it on eBay, right? Just to, to keep my habit going, right? So, but I didn't buy it. I go, well, let some other gamer here buy it. And so I, at the very, toward the very end, I go, hey, do you still? And then indeed he had sold the the Teenage Mutant Ninja collection, uh, and that's good, right? It goes to a home. Maybe they'll play it. Maybe they'll have fun, and I think that's pretty neat. I think that's why I like the idea of flea markets and buying out-of-print books because I think at, at times I, I might have, oh, I would have bought this book if it when it first came out, but I didn't have the money or I didn't think it was going to be something that I'd be interested in or my players, more importantly, my players would be interested in. And then you hear them say, oh, yeah, I would have played that game or something. And I'm like, oh, well. So there's different reasons why you would buy a, a system that's going out of print. Probably the best one is the one that Jolene said is to have more at the table, at your gaming table for when you're already playing, especially core books. And, and like now lately they have been making a players, like a player's handbook. What they do, like let's say, for example, Mutant Chronicles, it's a huge book. It's like, 
400 pages. But what they do is they take all the rules for character creation and anything to do with the character, making of the character and running the character, and they make a, a book out of it, call it the player's manual or something like that. And I think that's pretty cool, and it's a lot less pages, like 100 pages, and you use that to make a character. And those are cool, good to hand out to people as you're making characters because then you, you don't have to keep borrowing this one book that goes around the table. I mean, I remember we watched this video of them playing Shadowrun or starting to play Shadowrun, and one of them had it on his phone, and the other they only had one book. I right, they had one book, and everybody else was using PDFs. And PDFs, and they're like looking on their phone. I, I can't even imagine. Which is like what? Well, he was using his phone, but we used tablets. We did the same thing with Shadowrun because right. everybody needs their own set of rules right. to be able to know what they're doing there. Right, and they did, and they bought their own. Uh, everybody, not everybody, but our friends bought a version, uh, their own ver- their own yeah. copy. And I think I bought two copies just so I can have another version at the table. Because that one you do have to look stuff up, unfortunately. And we had P- and we bought the PDFs. And we had the PDFs. Oh, yeah. So I think uh, buying out of uh, out of books that are going to be out of print are good for people who, like I said, are going to use the book as an extra copy for their table. Or if you collect that, if you just want to collect it and get it before it goes out of print, that's pretty cool. Like me, sometimes I'll take a chance on a on a book that. I'm not sure I'm going to play, but I'm kind of interested in what it, the setting or the rules, and I'll buy the book. And then maybe later, if I ever get the gumption, I might sell that book for a little bit of a profit. But there you go. That's very rare. <laughs> I will say, I will say. The only books I've seen him sell are books that other people have given him. Well, no, that's not true. I have, I have sold books, a few of them, and I didn't really matter. I think... Uh, I do regret selling some of my books. Like I sold the the little box set of Traveler to, for forty bucks. And I probably could get like a hundred bucks now. So you know, and then I I did sell this game called Ghost Dog RPG, the single player uh, RPG, and he regretted that. I regretted the that pen. because like it's crazy out of print, and they didn't print a lot of them. I thought you so, regretted it because you needed something to play by yourself one day. No, no, I regret it because we were doing a a, a podcast on single player. Yes, games, I remember. And I couldn't. Refer I had to, to listen. This is the second time I had to listen to it. <laughs> to <my> this. <laughs> and I and I didn't have that book anymore, so I couldn't look it up. And then I go. You couldn't find it anywhere online. Yes, it was crazy. And it crazy. and when I did find it, it was like over a hundred dollars. And I sold that book for like two bucks. There you go. There you go. So, if you if 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 there's a, any of these reasons why you would want to buy an out of print book, uh, I think before it goes out of print, before it goes out of print, I think you should probably buy it. If you're not interested in the system, you don't think you'll ever play it, let it go. You don't have to add it to your collection. But if you're kind of interested and have a game table that's willing to play, go ahead buy that book. There you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.